Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome back. Uh, this is Mac. This is for uh, a real creature feature. And today we will be talking about the Kappa. <laughs> I'm Mike, and I was earlier praising Mac for his flawless Boston accent. And I'm Dean. He had no opinion about my accent. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about the Japanese yokai, the K Kappa. I'm going to probably say it in a multitude of different ways because it's just going to be stuck in my head. It's either going to be Kappa, Kappa, or Kappa, or uh, any other ways. But that's basically what I'm talking meaning and that's what i'm talking it, about it is spelled k-a-p-p-a -P -P -A for those who want to know and can go look it up for themselves how to pronounce it uh so mike and dean what do you know about the kappa i know i, I know only some very baseline knowledge about the about the kappa as far as that goes uh from what i understand they are a turtle frog creature like most yokai comes out of shintoism but the whole thing is uh, their classic design, they have a hole at the top of their head that is filled with water. And if they lose the water in their head, they die. Dean? Uh, the kappa, uh, and I'm not trying to say it like I'm correcting anybody, but yeah. the kappa is a um, turtle-like creature, or it's sometimes depicted as a as a water monkey um but it has a bowl in the top of its head that holds water if it loses the water it becomes weakened um and that's one of the ways that uh you can defeat it because without the water it's really weak and you can sumer wrestle it um it's known to love cucumbers and eating um a heart or some other organ from your body, but pulling it out through your anus. The other thing is, did I mention that it can, yeah, I just did where I said that it could be a water monkey or uh, a little bit more like a turtle duck depiction. A lot of the fiction, great way to describe it is a turdy, turtle frog monkey. Yeah. With a bowl on its head. Or because bowl, there's uh, some pivot in its head. Older traditions that are more monkey than turtle frog duck. Uh in one of the articles I was looking up today, uh it was uh the guy was talking about how there was uh a depiction, like a written dis description of like a water spirit in like the ninth century, but there was no actual depiction till like the seventeenth century. <laughs> Oh, and I was wow. like, oh, yeah, just one of those stories, dude. Like, you know, it just keeps getting bigger. And uh, the thing one of the articles was talking about was uh, what they 
they had they have a proclivity of going up through the anus through like people or uh, cows or horses or other animals. And one of the reasons why they say it is because they're trying to get to the uh, I'm going to pronounce this slowly. Shirikodama, Shirikodama, uh, which is supposed to be the sphere that is like your vitality, which I guess in some Japanese traditions is in your anus. And that's what they're trying to get. Uh, but then I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff that they are really big into, like flatulence and stuff like that, to the point that it actually is a common saying to uh, say, like, what well, does a kappa fart? Oh, wow. Or like, or does a kappa like fart big or something like that? Like, okay. I mean, it, it makes sense, at least for if we're going to culturally talk about the idea of people have those cultural things like, you know, it's, that's no different than if we say, you know, does a bear crap in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's just a shit in the trees. Well, not anymore. Uh, But that's one of those things, too, that it's like a lot of these times, these creatures or monsters are also kind of like social inversions. Like mm -hmm. you're not supposed to act like a kappa in yeah. the sense that like you shouldn't be farting and all that stuff or reaching up people's. Yeah. Unless they can. Um, so, so you're telling me that all those times I was doing concho, I was in I was doing the wrong thing. That's where you. That's where you take oh, your two yep, your yep, index yep, fingers yep, yep, straight uh, up the butt. Uh, one, uh, one thousand years of pain. Yeah, that's got to yeah. go straight up the butt with your two fingers. Yep, go Naruto. Oh, it's it that has existed forever. I don't a, know it, but I'm like that's the one that I know it best oh. from. Of course, because it plays a key role in Naruto's training. Yep, but it exists in so many different like animes in different in different games in movies in and especially manga it's yeah. very prevalent in manga oh yeah and yeah it makes sense then yeah that being in there because yeah <laughs> like the inversion everything uh and there are two ways that i i know of how you're supposed to like either appease it or get rid of it one is like you carve in a cucumber your name your family's names and uh Oh, that's not a ray of light. Uh, your name, your family's names, and like A's and stuff, and then that will appease them, and they then attack. Uh, so uh, Dean just shared a picture of um what it is is a guy's farting at him. Yeah, and it looks like a ray of light coming from his ass. Yeah, right into the kappa's face. So that's the other thing: is be prepared to reflect the moon with your butt, and give a nice little puff of wind while you're at it. It was kind of cool because one of the things I saw, like, where does this particular myth come? It was like a whole bunch of stuff, like, to where it was like, oh, so, like, you know, a, a baby that was stillborn and they just threw it into the river. And they were like telling people, kids, to, like, not go by the river because so they, they, they don't see dead bodies. Yeah. That, that was one of the explanations. Uh, the One of the other explanations was uh, uh, a monk, like a um, Portuguese monk. Because if you, like, look at the haircut, it looks very, like, stereotypical monk-like, where you have that, like, hole in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, who knows where uh, most of these things, like, actually come from? Because, like I said before, there's, a like, a scroll from the ninth century that talked a water. Twelve kinds of kappa. Yeah. And uh, one of the other ways that you can, um, like, get rid of it or uh, defeat it is they are very, very polite. So if you bow to it, it will bow to you. And if you 
and if you just keep bowing lower and lower, uh, it will keep bowing lower and lower until the point where the bowl, the water in the bowl in its head will spill out. Mm. I was like, oh, that's oh, huh. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And those are all old drawings. Yeah. Uh, Dean just did a picture of like a bunch of um, depictions of different kappa, like the 12 types, he said. Yep. 12 oh. types of kappa. And a couple of them look more ape-like than the rest. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, like, the Kappa are also, like, wicked strong and also supposedly really good at setting bones. Like, that's, like, uh, doctors would appease the Kappa to help them reset bone. That's... That's a that's a very interesting take on like a lot of this stuff is like that is where I'm like yeah like where did that idea from that would be super interesting to like look into that like well, try to figure out the history of that yeah. particular idea the the thing is like in a lot of media uh, kappa end up being portrayed as one of two things either if you're if you're nice to the kappa the kappa is okay with you mm-hmm. if you're mean then they, then they will fight back but. They're also the depictions of them being evil characters. Yeah. Which, hey, if you were a jerk to them, they probably look pretty evil to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that recently... um, Stories written by the victors. Yeah. Well, they have the show OKKO, and Mm -hmm. um, one of the characters, her name is Dendi. She is a juvenile Kappa, so she doesn't have the hole in her head for her bowl yet. She's uh, so they ask, so she says she's a Kappa, and the Kappas can't be heroes in the world of OKKO because long, long ago, somebody misinterpreted the actions of a Kappa as evil, so they could never actually become heroes in their world. And it's like, it's like it was a mistake, and no one wants, and then they try after so long, they try to correct it so that the Kappas can be heroes. Uh, so when uh, the yeah, the Kappa bows too low. And spills out its water. Yeah, one of the things is like, yeah, it kind of like shrivels up because it is stronger while in the water and weak and like progressively weaker outside of the water. To which, like, that's why they have the bowl in their head to hold some water so they can maintain something outside. Okay. I remember this was one of the earliest depictions I came across, but one of them that reminds me is, uh, I remember. Uh, so Ron Perlman technically made four Hellboy movies. Four. Yeah, so the reason why I said four is because he they did two animated ones, and he voiced a Hellboy for those two. And like the style, like they were t- they were more accurate to like the comics and stuff like that. Yeah. And in there they had um, a Kappa, and he. That's basically how I think that's how it's been a while since I read that one. I think it was the uh, Hellboy and the Sword of Storm. Hmm. Yeah. Dean, you probably have that one, don't you? I don't know. He might. I know he has a couple of Hellboy. I know he has a couple of the animated Hellboys. Oh, no, I don't have the animated Hellboy movies. Yeah, I got all the Ron Perlman movies. Maybe one that's the Throne of Blood or something. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, Iron Blood. I admit. But yeah, going back to the Kappa. So yeah, uh, so it's going to be kind of interesting for like how we would like basically talk about the evolution of it. So I'm probably not going to have like that it needs to have a bow, like a bowl filled with water on its head uh to for it be able to well actually i don't know how to think about it there's a so okay it, i just it just reminded me uh i think it was a spider there's a type of sp- there's a spider that was able to make like air pockets or something like around its head so that it could stay underwater for longer 
And but the problem with that is where we couldn't really say that's what it was doing. Um, it, but you know, in reverse, where it's making like a water helm because of how the is it viscosity surface tension surface no yeah it's surface tension surface tension of water um if because these things are you know at very least size of um chimpanzee like that's how they're kind of always depicted so otherwise like, we'd have to make ant size yeah kappas to be like that so we can't really it, it wouldn't make sense to have something like that for a naturally evolving creature and like again a lot of these things you could say, well, they were made or blah, blah, blah. But like, that's kind of, that's not the point of the show. I'm like, yeah, it was made, blah, 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 magic. Woo. And it was like, well, no, that's, that's not the fun way. We're having a different, yeah, we're hand waving. That's hand waving. I don't want to hand wave. I want to be like, this is probably why it happened. And this is like, if it, if you saw in the wild, why would you think? Yeah. What, what is the mechanism that in the random chaos that is evolution why did this end up being the way it is? So I was thinking about this and I was like, maybe it's kind of more like a crest in the idea, idea that it kind of looks like there's a divot there. And like, okay. you know, you're outside of the water and you see this thing pop up and you see a little reflection um, on the top of his head. And it's like, Oh, that's weird that it has. And I ne- that it has water on its head and it's uh, never, I never see him outside of the water. Maybe they can't, maybe that's how they get out of the water or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, and then you can incorporate like that's part of their mating rituals in the sense yeah. of like who has a bigger bowl wins. I because it's like yeah. one of those things too. It's like, uh, what was it? Evolution is weird because you will get things like a uh, deer with poor antlers so big that they can't function. Yep. And eventually, like they're just like, well, yeah, that's too big, and you can't move around. So therefore, there's like a limit to how big something mm-hmm. can be. Um, oh. Well, I mean, in that regard of like with the like with the idea of the bowl being as part of, say, a mating idea, what if it's also in the idea of think about penguins like the rock penguins? They what's the point of giving your what's the point of giving your mate the shiniest rock? Uh, Because diamonds are a girl's best friend and the closest thing they got is a shiny rock. Okay, but that's all I got. (laughs) Like why? But like, that's the thing. Why is shiny rock hunting the thing that gets this like trips this female penguin's trigger? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they it's, didn't because they didn't get blue feet. Blue footed a blue footed booby. Ah, it's uh, an animal that's near the uh, Galapagos. Yeah. Uh, which also uh, speaking back to our um, um, vampire episode, there are also vampire finches. Ooh. Once again, still in our idea of small work uh, because it's like it's a vampire but it's also a finch is that big of an animal aren't aren't they in africa and they go after buffalo galapagos oh they're in the galapagos yeah uh we no, double they, check no, they they go after they go after scientists on finch. ships vampire ground finch do, 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 do. yep galapagos small birds native to galapagos islands which is uh, because of, you know, Charles Darwin is so cool because one of his big things that he studied were the finches. <laughs> I was just going to say that one confused him because all the other finches had different beaks for specific trees. Yeah. And uh, this is interesting because like how they're showing it. It's like it's this tiny bird next to not a tiny animal or not like not tor- like next to like a cow or something that's like really big. So it will notice it. It's like next to, uh, I don't know, but it looks like smaller than a pelican. 
kind of size. And I was like, oh, and so they evolved for the blood trees that are classically grown on the Galapagos Islands. Are there blood trees on the Galapagos? <sighs> Dang it. Mac, just uh, say yes so we can move on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but it was just something that I, I, like, I knew it. I knew about it, but I couldn't, I forgot to mention it in the vampire episode. So I was like, hey, we should talk about, uh, add that to it in case anybody was like, hey, you forgot about this, you know, like weeks later. <laughs> Don't worry. Barring something happening, uh, I'll just put this as the epilogue. So, oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, but, so yeah. But the thing about it is, well, then why would it get weaker out of the water? Which also, and it, so it would probably be an aquatic creature because most animals that are aquatic, they have it that they uh, have not a connector, um, but like like that more adaptability out. to the water yeah, itself. Yeah. But like, because uh, like amphibians, amphibians breathe through the air or, or breathe through, through their, skin. their skin, and they need to be moist. Yeah, to be able to do that. So I'm like, it could be, yeah, like a a frog turtle. <laughs> Yeah. Which is like when you look at like the evolutionary branches of uh, things. Um, How close are amphibians to reptiles? Well, amphib- uh, reptiles branched off of amphibians. Amphibians were the first land animal, basically. And so. Oh, uh, and these turtles are leatherbacks, not your hard box turtle. Well, that's the thing is they I don't know how they ever depict them. Well, actually, no, because how we could always because for like a lot of these things is like there could be different subspecies because there are different subspecies of turtles. So you could have that some are soft shelled, which that's what it looks like was like evolutionarily speaking, the first like. Act, but like I'm just saying turtle. from what it's from the depictions that I've been seeing, it's primarily depicted as a soft shell turtle versus the. Although in some video games now that they have. Um, now that they do have Kappas as enemies, uh, they do depict them a lot of the time with hard shells, which they use yeah. as a defensive maneuver. Yeah, you'd have to look at like the oldest version of a lot of these because as because they like as of right now, if I just look Google a bunch of the pictures of Kappa, well, that one looks like a turtle and it looks like it has a hard shell. That one looks like it's a snapping turtle, like it has spikes. So. I'm going to stick with the idea that there could be different subspecies because why not? And that's fair. And yeah, then then not then people aren't like uh, tied down to one specific des- uh, depiction. Yeah, well, and I think in depending on how they, you know, where they're located, a Kappa would have to have different survival. We have to have different mechanisms that they evolved with, you know, soft shells, hard shells. Deeper bowls, deeper bowls in their heads. Which uh, it's interesting because of uh, what was it? It was most tur- most turtles aren't all that aggressive, but some of the more aggressive ones are the soft shelled turtles. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they can move fat a little bit faster. They don't have as much weight. Yeah. And, it's, and like, because people are like, oh, snapping turtles, they're super aggressive. It's like, well, yes and no. They will take off a toe, but yeah. they're not going to go out. And- they kind of just sit there in the muck and then. Yeah. So I'm like, that doesn't scream aggressive. No, that definitely doesn't scream aggressive. That that screams, I live here. You shouldn't be. <laughs> what was it? It was, uh, I think it was in Christopher Moore, one of Christopher Moore's books. He was talking about uh, the snapping turtles. Looked like the turtles all looked at all the other animals and they're like, who are evolving? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think tur- that's a... And the snapping turtles was yeah. like looking at all the other turtles like, 
nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like even more so. Well, I think doesn't it go down to like, aren't alligators about as far back as far as like the reptiles go? Isn't that like um, no. as close to the uh, dinosaur? And it's, yeah, they are very much, very close to like, they haven't changed that much, but it's actually really kind of cool when people are like, oh yeah, they look the same, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, no, they're still evolving and they still have evolved. And uh, if you ever look at like a, what an alligator or crocodile used to look like, um, think alligator horse. Alligator horse? Like it had longer legs? Yup. Longer and it legs. had a beautiful mane. No, uh, it had longer and legs. And was often used for violin strings. And yeah, it could run real fast. Well, the, the alligators could still run real fast, but it's like more and more. But it's like, it almost makes me wonder because I know because alligators tend to conserve a lot of energy by just laying out mm -hmm. like they can be fast because they need to make that strike yes now the thing is is like alligators have like most reptiles where their arms go out to the side yes and um, that's the same with the alligator horse or was well, it I, more like uh yeah because yeah that now i'm thinking about it that's a good uh, question uh, dean that was part of the issues with um, dinosaurs and why they um, to do why there's some argument where they aren't cold blooded and had oh, something yeah. to do with they're more bird than reptile. Well, if we go oh, back to the Fay oh, episode, yeah. you can learn more about the difference between how reptiles and birds are very, you know, branch very off. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like their limbs are still like mo like most reptiles, but yeah, just longer. Weird. Yeah. Uh, dino. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. That that's the horror movie um, now. The no. unevolved Dino. the unevolved crocodile. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. I think. Yeah. That's generally how they do things. But it's always interesting because yeah, that's where people are like. I, this is mainly why I kind of want to start this is because of all the made for TV sci-fi movies that I watched growing up as a kid and me just going like, I don't know why that thing's such a big threat. It was just like, oh, it's a giant crocodile. We we have to kill it because otherwise it's going to destroy civilization. Why? Yeah. It was like, okay, how? It's one creature. It, do you know how long it would take it to... Like, even if it is does can do parthiogenesis, which means produce like basically asexual reproduction with like uh, self fertilizing your egg. That's basically uh, where a female can do. No, see, you didn't know that these things, they create polyps that pop off and then grow. It's not a gremlin. I'm not saying or it was a gremlin. I'm just saying that it has a little bit of jellyfish genes to it. Should have. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, or like, or, um, I think we already talked about this, but why I got really annoyed with, uh, Jurassic World, where they're like, oh, all these different creatures, oh, they're gonna destroy our environment, blah, blah, blah. I was like, there's one T-Rex. Yeah, but even, even if it can, Parthiogenesis, which that is what's implied with blue in, uh, Domination, it was just like, that, then it only has two. Okay, fine, whatever. You a, a massive species it will not take and also these things are huge like okay the compies yeah they're gonna screw they're gonna be an invasive species uh any kind of flyer probably an invasive species that tries hair tops nope it's it's a bit too big for this world yeah um but yeah so yeah going back to the kappa uh yeah so i'm like i kind of like the idea of it like you know me being more 
but then, well, I, I guess also like a normal sea turtle too is like they can't really be out of the water too long either before yeah. they would dry up. Yeah, so, I, th- I think they, they only leave there. long. I think they only leave long enough to lay eggs and then go away. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, it, which is so so interesting about that it, that they can or not that, but it was like that they will go to the exact same spots and they're just so slow and they do it in such numbers that hopefully some of the turtle babies will get there get out to see it's kind of the raw deal of the octopus also just learned this one like you as the the female after it mates and lays its 50 its clutch of fifty thousand eggs basically stays there defends them until it dies and then some some species they can live on afterwards but it's not often though yeah but the but then like the clutch of fifty thousand, if they end up with two, it's been a good it's been a good reproductive cycle. You you doubled your numbers. Yep. Once again, Kappa. Yeah. Keep getting distracted with that one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, frog like skin because it you know soft and squishy. And the uh, what was it? It like so raccoons they don't technically have are they don't technically have thumbs. Like it's not considered a thumb. It's like a pseudo thumb. That's because like there's certain criteria that they have to have to thumb. Because yeah. like um, we were just at the zoo this last weekend, and something had us. Th- I think it was actually like um the red panda. They were talking about that. Like it had like a kind of a pseudo thumb, but it was like you know an advanced dew claw. That was about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's well. You can see that in some of the other species too. It's not. It's it's really odd. Like especially because you get to something like primates. They they have hands that are very similar to our own, but it's like it's like. But looking at some of these Kappa pictures, I'm thinking, you know, again, they all look like that creature from the Black Lagoon look to them. Yeah, you know that, that. Yeah, the the kind of webbed fingers. Yeah, and makes sense for when you're swimming. Again, why is it probably an aquatic creature? It would make sense if you're trying to build an aquatic creature that it would have webbed hands if it still wanted to operate. I mean, this falls back into reptilian mermaids. Yes. Again, go back to Reptilian Mermaids. Another Mem- great episode. <laughs> well, mammalian or fish mermaids. Yeah. I thought we were going with fish mermaids. Because rep- mammalian mermaids were... We already like, kind of uh, have those. <laughs> yeah, we did. No, no, that was like the... the that was yeah. the seal-like thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, because it wasn't reptilian mermaids. It was fish mermaids and mermaids. Those Fine, fish mermaids. Sorry. I meant, yeah. I, I meant what I said. I said what I meant. Okay. No, I meant, I meant what I said. I didn't say what I mean, though. Yeah. Which that's what I assumed it was like that because I'm like, well, we have uh, there's we have, a... we have we have mermaids, baby. Yeah, but yeah, it and and yeah, they need hands so they can grab onto cucumbers and eat them because they love cucumbers. Yeah, it's like one of the things like in the stories, that's like one of the things they really, really enjoy is cucumbers. That's why you could, uh, it was like one of those things like if you eat cucumbers and cross the river, will they attack you? And in some of the stories, they're like. Well, yeah, because you're kind of basically just taunting them. I ate the cucumbers and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's how you get eaten. See, this is why they don't like us. Yeah. Uh, to which um, one of the other things that was just very interesting because they're like, I guess it kind of can, can relate back to like their ability to set bones, but you can ease their arms are like easily pop offable, I guess. Mm. And then they can just put them right back on interesting yeah i was like okay that's not how it works but cool and i'm not gonna 
one of the things that always kind of annoys me when people are like, oh, if we just engineer ourselves with like some lizard DNA, then we could uh, grow back an arm. If you ever look at the arms that they're talking about regenerating, because it's actually like salamanders. That's generally what they're talking about. Um, they're simple arms. Yeah. Like really simple. Like, you know, it's just a leg that's more front ways. That's the difference. It's a leg. All you have to do is like move back and forth. And like the and the like the lizards that can break off their tail and regenerate their tail. Yeah, they also are only regenerating a tail that's meant to break off. Yeah, it's not like a super prehensile tail. Yeah, so it's... we have and yeah, like the how complicated our hands are is kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, well, so many bones and tendons to get this sucker moving. Yeah, I'm like, just look at any of the and an anatomical detailed drawings of a hand and you're just like oh yeah that's and you understand why like you know a little bit of damage can do a lot of um like can cause so much so many problems yeah no and that's true because it's i i think it's that thing of it, it's hard to get people to understand just how complex some of this stuff is yeah like it's fun for comic books to think that dr kirk connors could inject himself with lizard DNA to grow an arm back. But by then it wouldn't matter because he's already scabbed over the arm. Yep. Would it even grow back? Well, apparently yes. Cause it turns him into a lizard though in the process, but yeah, but uh, it will grow back only when he's in his lizard form. Like a lot of times that's how it is. Or, and then he will lose it when he's not in his lizard. Now that's nuts. So does the arm fall off? Because I've not read a lot of Spider-Man, so uh, in like the show and everything else, what it, it looks like, it just get like gets absorbed. Like that's the only way. What? Yeah, that's that's how it'd be oh. described. Because it's like, yeah, it's not like it. What was it? Uh, in the quarry, whenever they show like the um the people transforming. Spoilers alert! If you want to play the quarry, sorry, uh, but there's werewolves in it. No. And uh, so whenever they transform, like they kind of just blow off the old skin. Awesome. So it's like everything that like, you know, you change in the inside and just push everything out. That's kind of cool. But yeah, because uh, yeah, I could always just go into the evolution of turtles and everything else. But I don't. That would be boring. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's also not all that necessary because like it is cool and it is very interesting to look at. We have snout. Okay, I guess we yeah we're we're getting into it. we're getting to it now yeah uh, because I'm now looking at these and they just look like kind of I don't know how else to explain it except for like fat lizards because like their their bodies are bigger and what's happening is like slowly their you know the rib cage is getting bigger and bigger and stuff like that and pushing everything out and eventually that's when like they eventually start growing these like plates for like the hard shells but like earlier on they are more because like they have like these hard ridges that probably expand over to cause like form those plates. Because if you look at like the back of an alligator or crocodile, they kind of that's like bony growths a lot of times too. And yeah, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger, blah blah blah. And then yeah, then we have the actual soft shell turtles and like what was this? Um, ugh, I can never remember how to pronounce. Uh, uh, Henry Euglickenthus. No, uh, Dermo. Kyloid, uh, D E R M O T H E L O 
ID. And that's like, it's a, or a soft shell turtle. And these particular ones are all, all pretty, th these are the ones that are like the size of uh, um, a Volkswagen bug size turtle. Wow. Yeah. And we still have a species that looks kind of similar to that now yeah. where it is like the giant um, sea turtle. Cause we have like yeah. two different species of sea turtles and one is more soft shell than the other. And it has like the, uh, these awesome leatherback. No, no leatherbacks. Are I'm looking at, I'm looking at one right now. The, the ones that are still here, I'm looking at that. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. And yeah. like most turtles are very gentle creatures. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so, uh, Cause this is, I've seen this, these picture, these videos and it's, uh, so I've seen these videos and they're really, really depressing and sad. It's when someone's like, Oh, I got this turtle. I'm going to go throw it back in the lake. Da, 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 da. It was a tortoise. Oh, it wasn't yep. a turtle. They just killed that tortoise. Oh, nuts. Well, what's really sad is I just learned about the problems with turtle racing where this town in Minnesota they do turtle races. So first of all, they're on a uh, brick patio, circular brick patio. You got your inner circle and your outer circle. So mm -hmm. everybody's in the inner circle trying to get their turtles to go to the outer circle faster. Yes, the that circle is sometimes in the shade, but they're doing in this in the middle of summer. Sun is beating straight down. They they catch it, it and it's not like they use um they used wild caught turtles so they're hurting the wild population they let children so the city collects so many of them people also are allowed to collect them and bring them and then if they don't want them they leave them with the town and so the town releases them all into like one. They don't go out and try and figure, oh, I got this turtle from this area. I got this turtle from this area. It's all, oh, we'll just dump them all into this one town. But you have them sitting in not enough water. They're out in the heat and elements. They're put into five-gallon buckets. Kids pick them up. They drop them. They drop them into the bucket. They drop them onto the con uh, the brick Ugh. thing. And then you put the turtles down and then you're banging your bucket behind them, stressing them out. And they're not crawling on a soft surface and they're just trying to get out. And they only have so many of these turtles. And there were over 500 competitors who rent out these turtles. So some turtles would be running ten uh, in ten different competitions Ugh. and that stuff. And there's ways that they could do it, that it would be more safe for the animals. But like I said, I think it's this, just this one concrete patio or brick patio that's in a circle. And that sometimes is in shade, but most of the day it is not. So they... There's like, say they caught five, uh, caught had a total of a hundred turtles that they had caught and were using for this. By the time everything's said and done and they're back in the wild, ten of those turtles would still be alive. Yep, that sounds about right. They catch a hundred people, bring in some, 
they die while they're in the Rubbermaid tubs. And then after all this stress and everything, they continually die. And the the amount that they release, about 20% of those survive. Uh, but yeah, our frog turtle monkey would be, yeah, basically a, a frog turtle that um, evolved to have basic hands and everything else and being able to be uh, amphibious in the sense that it could go back and forth on land and on in water and you know short time on or relatively short time on land because maybe somewhat related to axolotls so that they have outward gills that look like hair hence why we get that monkey yeah that actually is a good idea too yeah throw a little and the cool thing is in japan they have like giant axolot or giant salamanders and so like there's a connection too where you could also have that yeah, actually, I do like that idea where, yeah, it's kind of like an axolotl where that's kind of the hair. Because if you look at an axolotl and then you look at like the kappa with the hair, it's like, you know, you see this bald spot. It's like, OK, well, think of uh, what was the one with the bald spot in uh, Three Stooges? Oh, Mo. No, no, Kurt. No, no. Larry. 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 We did all three. So now we know it's it's yeah, Larry. It's Larry. Larry. So, yeah, you look at Larry straight ahead. He has those big the poofs on both sides because you can't see the poof on the, you know, the horseshoe uh, hairline. Yep. So I'm like, okay, that could be very interesting. uh, But their face is much more similar to the one that we haven't listed yet. You're talking Shemp. I'm going to be very upset. Oh, Lord. Shemp. Shemp is the Shemp is the. Is another um is the is another stooge. Three stooge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim. There's technically there's five because after Curly died, they replaced Curly with another they replaced Curly with another dude who was also a curly mm-hmm. and yeah. he was terrible. And that's why yeah. they had to bring in Shemp. <laughs> yes. Nobody respects Shemp. No, but he's also very different because he's very he's a weird amalgam of of all three stu- of all three good stooges. I do like uh, I do like some of his episodes though. Oh no. I I think he's fine. He's better than he's better than the guy that they originally had to replace Curly cuz oh my god, he was awful. If you if too. you if you're lucky to find if you're lucky to find any of those or unfortunate enough to find them, you'll see why. Uh, it's all about that attitude. Yeah, pretty much. It's but yeah, no, uh, I do. I do like that idea now uh, of the axolotl. Um, well, yeah. And it would make sense because you see a lot of a lot of Kappa depictions. They do have some sort of hair around there around the bowl even. Yeah. It's so many of them. And it's it's weird. Why? Because like, that almost indicates that they're in some ways mammalian. In yeah, their own. exactly. Yeah. Speaking of which, because they are reptiles, I mean. What are the odds of live birth on this one? I mean, obviously um, low. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say probably low, just because of, uh, um, just because of, like both turtle reptile thing or yeah. turtle frog, and both of them are uh, egg layers. Yeah. And also, yeah, and they're and they are aquatic, so a lot of times you can yeah just have like a little clutch and yeah. lay a million eggs. Yeah. And have four of them survive. Pretty much. But yeah, I think I, I like the idea of our uh, salamander, salamander turtle. That's changing now to yeah, salamander turtle. And that gives it a little slightly duckbill look. Yeah, 
Yeah, and a lot of times, like uh, a lot of uh, the capos actually have more of like a beak face. Mm -hmm. So there's that too. Yeah, I so. I think I mean we I mean this one's interesting because it obviously with yokai it's interesting in general because it comes from Shintoism, which has its own weird structure of its belief system, oh, which yeah. is um I, I again coming from a christian that's a hard thing to say that it's a weird belief structure yeah. but I, when i say weird i don't mean like as in like oh that's stupid it's interesting is when i say weird um it was for like the longest time like you will see the uh for like different depictions alien cultures or something like that yeah you will see like something that would be japanese-esque because mm -hmm. for westerners that is the closest thing that we have to a super alien culture because it was so far removed from us. Oh yeah. For so long also. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that's interesting in Shintoism is like something that it, something that exists, any inanimate object that exists long enough gains a spirit gains yep. like its own spirit and reacts in its own way, which is why you end up in Hayao Miyazaki with a cat bus. It's a yokai that just that's the that's the bus that's the spirit of the buses. It becomes a cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I uh, I always enjoy a lot of yo stories of yokai, and I enjoy like so many different ideas that you will see. And I'm like, this is it's very interesting and very interesting. And uh, I do I yeah I do hope we you know eventually do more uh, um, yokai and we'll oh yeah. But yeah, like you know we have a whole world to explore. Oh yeah. Well, every culture has their own thing of doing it. Like in Mystery Science Theater 3000 says, every country has their monster. Yes. What should we talk about next? Mm, I don't know. I I always say it this way. Sometimes I like it to be a surprise. Because um, we have to, well, we can't do, we can't do the werewolves because that's a Doug one. Yeah. We, uh. Ooh, the Thail. Thail. Ooh. It's a Nor uh, Norse, a Norwegian. Um, cowgirl. How do you spell that? Oh, those things. H A L E, and I believe that yeah, they got like a gaping, gaping hole in their back. It's a Scandinavian, Scandinavian folklore creature. Oh, you have this movie, yeah. A V H A L E T H T like Tom. Oh, T H. Okay. Damn. Well, this is one I know nothing about. This could be interesting. Yeah, I actually heard uh, some. I've heard stuff about this. But yeah, they're very weird and uh very interesting okay let's well we'll go with that worst case scenario give me an excuse to watch that movie <laughs> oh well that is uh, i think that's on but that's only based uh, that's the creature it's uh, uh that's like only off the name i can't find what it's actually called no it's thale t-h oh no no -E. uh also called hondra holdra the holdra h-u-l uh D-A-R. No, D-R-A. I was going to say, that'd be Holdar. Holdra. Ooh. Yep. Yep. yep Hello. Yep. Well, I mean, this basically covers it for me. The, the, Holdra do, the Holdra does it for me. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> Look at them photos. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are very scary, though. Of course they're going to be scary. They're women. Okay, well, that, that's it. We're done. I'm cutting it here. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. 
Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. I I did love that, that they did that with um, Kevin and the yeah, where they're like, all we have to do is one group. Has one has to, to win. Yeah. It doesn't and matter which one. One of them has to win, though. Yeah. And they're like, oops, nope, the monster won. Oops, no, the monster won. Oh, oh no. Or no, well, no, no, no. The, no, the, the, the monster has lost. to win. Yeah, yeah. The monster's lost. Monster's yeah. lost. Yeah. That's yep. Right. It's and then, yeah. Oh, it's it's it is well done in that regard. It's I, I do like Cabin in the Woods. It's, I I you know, kind of um, sad that he black caused himself to blacklist. I it. always feel this way. It's that one thing of I treat every hero like they're a human being, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. sometimes, and sometimes you have to separate the artist from the art. It's oh we've yeah, had, we've had that discussion. I've had that discussion with Dean so many times because one of my favorite book series is Ender's Game. Yes, the Ender's books, the Bean books. They Orson Scott Card has created an incredible world that was amazing and brilliant. And through those, at least through those, the four Enders books and the four Bean books are incredibly diverse. Yeah. The problem is that some of these people are still alive and can use the money that you're giving them to further damage certain groups of people. Yeah. Which is part of the like HP Lovecraft. His stuff is in the public domain. Yeah. And the dude was a huge Anglophile. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like he wanted to go back to the monarch level. Of course he did. Anglophile. That's T.S. Eliot. No, that was H.P. Lovecraft. Also, also Hippopotamus Lovecraft. Yeah. Um, but if you're, hey, if you were a white dude of some opulence, of course you wanted to go back to the monarchy. Well, no, that's the thing about it. It was like he wasn't like really, his family wasn't all like well off. It, but it, and he was like a shut-in, but it yeah. was like, yeah, it was a shut-in, like a whole bunch. It was like a whole bunch of stuff. It was like, holy Dude. crap. Well, he didn't even like he had no basic understanding of anything. Technology, math, sciences. Beware of the air conditioners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh there's Dean that sits with a fan constantly at his face to keep uh, the temperature low. Which shocks me because I keep the house like now it's been warmer. So the house has gotten warm. But like during the even during wintertime, I keep the house at 65. Same. And he and he still has that fan running. Well, it's like if I do that in the summertime, I wake up and I'm congested. Yeah, I have my ceiling fan pretty much going all night long. Yeah, I can't do that.